Hi, welcome back to Spider's Web. Uh, This week, I'm going to talk about something we are all familiar with on some level, teachers. Teachers are part of everybody's life. And they come along not only from school, but also people that just teach you things in life. But the teaching profession, I have such unlimited respect for. I, I find it very, very noble. I have quite a few friends who are teachers, and I find them amazing at, at what they do. Uh, one very close friend of mine uh, is a New York City public school teacher, my friend Mark. He is truly amazing. He teaches basically middle school age kids, and uh, there, are, there are a variety of, of all shapes and sizes. And he has them do really cool things like write an opera, or he takes them to Broadway shows and teaches them real life skills, skills that they really need in, in you know, people managing and just managing their own discipline. And I know they adore him. He's even been stopped on the subway by some of his alumni, and they'll run up and give him a big hug and tell him how they changed their life because of him. Uh, it's, it's quite beautiful and exciting. And, you know, a teacher can just make all the difference in the world of how your life turns out. Did you say I had a lot to learn? So one of the early teacher influences in my life was when I was at the ripe old age of about seven, and I was in first grade, and it was our our teacher, Miss Fowler, who I will never forget. She was this lively, young, vibrant woman, and she was just amazing. First of all, the way she looked, she had bright red hair. And she always wore eyeshadow and false eyelashes to school. She loved to wear black turtlenecks and tights and big jewelry. Hmm. Looks like that influence uh, didn't come too close to me, did it? Uh, but, But she was so cool. She was a wonderful fine artist. And she taught us how to paint and how to make, like, sculptures out of paper mache and do all kinds of artsy, fun things. Um, she taught us to sing a Christmas carol in German. That was a bit of a challenge. She also would get really pissed off if you weren't getting it. Like, she she wasn't much for babying children, but she really made you step up to the plate at seven years old. Get it together, why don't you? Well, 
she also was a wonderful singer and she played guitar and she would teach us songs and it turned out she used to go away in the summer and perform in summer stock theater so she was an actress as well well I became a favorite of hers I was one of her favorite little artsy students and when I graduated from first grade she pulled my parents aside and she told them I was exceptionally gifted and it really should be nurtured to which they said thank you and they didn't really do anything about it I think they were quite bewildered little did they know what was coming but I often wonder about her I thought she was just the loveliest most magical dedicated cool person to have an elementary school Miss Fowler Teacher's pet I wanna be teacher's pet I wanna be hugged and cuddled as close to you as I can get That's the lesson we're guessing your best in mm, Teacher's pride So life after first grade got really interesting and exciting. Well, what can I say? There were teachers that I loved and teachers that I didn't love so well. But when I was uh, just approaching junior high age, I was in sixth grade, and the band director from the high school came to scout for talent. So they were testing students for musical ability. His name was Mr. Offer, and he was this guy from Texas. And uh, he was kind of brusque in his whole manner, but I, I liked him, and, and he really liked me, and he recruited me to play clarinet in the junior high band. And so uh, I was excited about it because I, I loved music, but Mr. Offer was quite a character. Now, now the strangest thing is that I became lifelong friends with his daughter, Andy. We're still close friends to this day. But uh, well, one of the habits he had is he was another teacher that, that treated children like adults. Uh, like, he didn't have a lot of patience because, as it turned out, he had been kind of a famous jazz musician and he toured with Dizzy Gillespie and he was a total jazzer stoner guy I think and you know his family tried, tried to reel him in and they told him he had to settle down for a little while and teach school which he did begrudgingly but he, he tended to treat these kids in seventh grade as as though they were they were in a big band and uh, you know he was going to give them a hard time like He'd have some kid play the, the part, and, and he'd go, Man, that sounds terrible. What kind of crap is that? That's the worst solo I ever heard. And I remember the kids were terrified of him. They thought he was scary and mean. And I, I thought, man, that solo was pretty terrible. I kind of dug the fact that, you know, he was, he was so blunt with everyone. And, you know, he would just kind of give you what for. So anyhow, I didn't stay in the band very long. I only lasted about a year because I was up to other tricks, other musical tricks. And 
I decided that I was a singer. I don't know why I suddenly decided this, even though Miss Fowler had discovered me at seven years old. But then I, you know, kids become self-conscious and you stop singing for your family, you know, little kids singing. So I decided I seriously wanted to sing musical theater stuff. And uh, I kept it completely secret from my family. And I would go over to my girlfriend, Debbie Romano's house. The Romanos, they were like my second family. I practically lived there. I was there all the time. And they thought everything I did was wonderful. So that, that was good. So I would go and rehearse secretly there because I was going to be in the school variety show. And I told my parents this and that they were permitted to come. I could get them in. And they came and they were astonished to hear me sing I'm the Greatest Star from Funny Girl. They just couldn't believe it. Well, the other person that was astonished was the choir director. So he kind of swept me away from the band guy. And the choir director was Mr. Carpenter. He was so cool. He was always smiling and happy. He kind of seemed like he was high all the time. Maybe he was high from music. I don't know. He could have been high from something else. But he was quite fabulous and positive, and he nurtured kids and nurtured your individuality, nurtured your voice, would encourage you to do things. He even used to get me slipped out of gym class to say that I had to rehearse something because I became a soloist. When they were trying to do, like, pop music in the choir, he would have me sing pop songs. It was very exciting. And he was a huge, huge influence in my life because he brought in a real professional director to do a big musical at our school, Mr. Hayes. Mr. Hayes was a real pro. He had worked, uh, I guess, in the late 50s on television on the Sid Caesar show of shows. He had been uh, on Broadway in multiple choruses. He was a song and dance man. And he owned a summer stock theater that he had started. So I was enamored with this. And I, I did my very first show was Oklahoma. Oh, I was so thrilled just to be in the chorus because I was still in junior high. And it was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, I was thrilled about this. And then there was also the other great influence in high school, this guy named Mr. Schramm. He was an English teacher, and he was uh, the one that taught drama and produced the plays. So when I was in ninth grade, uh, he cast me as a 40-year-old Jewish woman in a Woody Allen play. Hmm, imagine that, if the shoe fits. Well, it was good. I was inspired, and I got to do a lot of performing and found my little, my little gang of buddies. Finally, I found my place in the world. I didn't have to pretend that I liked sports, and I, you know, I, I didn't have to be on the student council. I could just be sort of a weirdo and found all my little theater, musical theater friends, and it was fantastic. And then when I was 16, Mr. Carpenter helped me get an audition for professional summer stock company that Mr. Hayes ran. And I went away before I was finished my high school education 
to go do summer stock in a professional company. Boy, was that an education. And Mr. Carpenter would come down there and hang out because it was, you know, on the Jersey Shore. And he had this really glamorous wife. And they were always, like, at cocktail parties and dressed up in outfits. And she was always smoking and going, Oh, Dick, you're so funny. They were kind of this wild, glamorous couple. So the whole thing was just so amazing. Fishing's not the reason I don't want to go to school. Swimming holes don't bother me because I'm no swimming fool. Teacher thinks I'm stupid. I know that she's wrong Cause if she taught me my way It wouldn't take me long I could learn my ABCs Bring home A's instead of D's If my mom and dad I please If I had rhythm in my nursery rhymes In a corner on a stool Because of the influence of Mr. Carpenter and Mr. Schramm, uh, I, I finished high school and went right in to study theater in college through their recommendations and encouragement. And I loved my college professors. They, they were wonderful. Uh, they were such dedicated professionals, and I, I learned so much from them, and including the program I got to do where I, I went to school for part of the time in London. And it was just a very exciting thing. And then I became a professional, and I've been working ever since. But, you know, uh, another person that really influenced me as one of my teachers is the teacher that taught me to teach. And that's, uh, that's right after I moved to Chicago. I met a man named David Bloom of the Bloom School of Jazz, and it's it's been in Chicago as a music establishment for over 40 years. And David Bloom uh, liked what I was doing as a performer in Chicago, and he enrolled me in teaching a jazz vocal class uh, at the Bloom School of Jazz. And I was terrified. I really thought I didn't know how to teach because, you know, I'm not all about, all about method or technique somewhat, but he got me to teach by being who I am and teaching what I know, which is performance. And it was it was a real struggle to get it out of me, I think, at first, but once I found my way through the encouragement that I got, uh, it's one of the great joys of my life. And I guess the, the amazing part of teachers is that we never know who our teachers are going to be. But that influence, that amazing stamp that is left on us forever from great teachers is one of the most beautiful, valuable things in the world. 
And I'm very grateful to my teachers from the past and whatever teachers will show up in the future. On that note, whatever it is, I'm signing off from Spider's Web. See you soon. I'll use that star to write I love you A thousand times across the sky